Now entering Nerdist.com. Jackie Cash and Laurie Kilmartin. Jackie Cash and Laurie Kilmartin. It's the Jackie and Laurie Show. The Jackie and Laurie Show. It's the Jackie and Laurie Show. The Jackie and Laurie Show. Oh. <laughs> Oh, we're back. It's happening. Oh, I'm Lori Kilmartin. I'm Jackie Cation. Welcome. Welcome, whatever. Wait, you must be exhausted. I am exhausted. I just flew in from Toronto, and boy, are my arms tired. Oh, but, no, uh, Jackie. Oh, I'm so sorry. We just That's lost a- every listener. They're gone. They're gone. They're like, this you know was what? The comedy. That's what I want. This was, this was the comedy. That was the comedy insight stop they were looking listening for. listening so we can stop doing <laughs> it. It's, uh, I did the Just for Laughs 42, and yeah. it was really cool. But uh, WestJet, which uh, as far as I'm concerned, is it now, an airline? It's an airline. Uh, it's the Spirit Air of Canada. Okay. As far as I'm, I'm. Yeah. They're out of their damn minds. Okay, so my luggage comes to Toronto five days ago. And when, when did you come to Toronto? Wednesday. Wednesday. So is that I, five we, days? We, yeah, that's five days. Ago. Okay. We, we it all comes together. Uh, they've broken my zipper. Which is, oh, that happens, right? Sometimes your luggage breaks, and this luggage was three months old. I don't know what the fuck they did to it, oh. but uh, it broke, and that happens. I'm not blaming them for that. Uh, they, all my clothes were all over the conveyor belt. Oh, it was humiliating. Sucks. It sucked so hard. And wait, what did you have in there? Just, you know, my vibrator and just a pet. I brought my service animal with me. You know, I had you didn't a have, red like, Tiberius. Big underpants in there, did you? That <laughs> I did would not have granny underpants in there, no. It was, I, I had a lot of those. t-shirts. I love them. Oh, all the way up. They feel They're so comfortable. Good. Pretty comfortable. Pretty cozy. It feels cozy. so good to stop caring about that shit and that just indulge. Nice. And just indulge live your comfort. Just live your life. Yes. It's, uh, but, and, and then, um, and then my, my phone freaked out. Why? Because it was in Canada? Because it was in Canada. No, because uh, uh, it's just the screen went dark. So I had to stand in line at the Apple store. I mean, there was, it was like, and then I bought new luggage. Get this. I bought to me luggage. To what? T-U-M-I. Okay. Uh, it's very expensive. Okay. It's very, very expensive. And I was so mad about the whole luggage thing that I'm like, I'm going to buy luggage that has a five-year warranty and has a chip in it. So they can find it. Oh, it I is, didn't know that existed. It was $1 million. And <laughs> I, they lost it on the way back from Canada for oh, 20 minutes. my God. To the point where I was crying. Like a like a like a girl. Sometimes I was crying <laughs> like a fucking every girl. Every once in a while, you will act like a girl. Sometimes and everyone's I, excited by it. It's very exciting. Everyone should get on board. Uh, the weirdest thing that happened because tonight was the debate, right? And I just and I tried to get you to take this gig. You did not take this gig. Why did you not take this gig? Because you would have been so much better. I was watching the debate with my son and right. my mom, and then I had a show at Cantor's Deli. Oh, did you? Yes. Megan. Oh, that bar next door. Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 What's oh, Megan's last nice. name? I can't not have her last name. Correctly. Right, you should get her last name. But All right, so I on. did. A, you look it up, and I'll tell okay. them that I did a show with Ben Glebe and Gailey, Megan Gailey. Megan okay. Gailey has got a show on a on a Sunday night, a Monday night, Monday, Monday night, night at Cantor's. I guess it used to be Little Esther's show. Okay, no, it's yeah, Esther Steinberg. Esther Steinberg okay. show. But now it's uh, it's this. Yeah, this woman's Megan Gailey. Ma- Megan Gailey show. Well, that's uh, and so I had to go sit through the. It was delayed. Six to eight was the debate. Yeah. And then so Ben Glebe texts me and he's like, will you uh, watch the debate with me and Paul Provenza? And I was like, at the improv? At the improv. And I was like, well, I want to hang out with you and Paul Provenza 
But I don't want to watch the debate. I, I, I didn't? Watch, no, I like to watch everyone else watching the debate on Twitter. And then I like to read what people said two days later with a lot of analysis. Uh, I was glued. I can't. I, I, it was, I'm sure it built a lot of character. It built a lot of character for me to do it. My mom. I only had one temper tantrum. During <laughs> my mom walked out after 20 minutes. She was upset. I think Trump was just not doing well. <laughs> she, um, he, was, he wasn't rising to the occasion. Ben Glebe said that because he didn't lose his shit, mm-hmm. that he thought he would, seemed more presidential. No. And I was like, not presidential. He looked like no, he, he could probably manage a 7-Eleven. He was rambling. But that's about it. Yeah. It, he didn't. That's, you know, that that was like, um, that's what people were saying before the debate. Like, if he doesn't, you know, loses, all, yeah. all he has to do is show up and he's presidential. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case. That and is she not buried him. Yeah. She buried him with facts. Yeah. And she kept having facts. Okay. And he kept saying things like tremendous. Hold on. Uh, I anyway. got to read this email. Oh, yeah. And then you got an email this about comedy. A, a co- okay. From it's, a lady. Uh, I won't say her name. <laughs> oh, that's for the best. But I'm reading the email because I took the time to respond and she never said, hey, thanks. She didn't respond at all? Yeah. I'm just trying to think, have I done that recently? There's probably people <laughs> I owe a hey, thanks to. Okay. So it's a. Uh, and I've ne- I don't know who this person is. Never she just her. emailed you because... Out of the blue. Hi, Lori. Uh, I'm writing to you because I am looking for a stand-up comedy private class for my son. Wow. A USC student. Okay, so this is a 20-year-old kid. Uh, right. Like, right off the bat, uh, I'm out. <laughs> right, this USC. is not... And uh, first of all, not yourself. Oh, I fucking went to UCLA. That's what's wrong with USC. Oh, that's what's wrong with it. So I I hear from some Trojan mother that she wants to teach her little son to do what I do. I think you can't do what I do, little boy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, hold on. 125 an hour. Talk. Paying cash after each. 125 after each session. Okay. Two hours minimum. Please let me know if you are available. We live in Beverly Hills, next to the Beverly Hills Hotel on Sunset. Thank you. Um, first of all, yeah, you don't tell me what my rate is and you don't tell me <laughs> the minimum hours I'm spending with your spoiled little brat of a son. Amen, sister. That and is, by the way, the best response. You don't tell me what my rate yeah. is. Guess what? You come to me. You think I'm driving to your shitty mansion next to the Beverly Hills Hotel? <laughs> I actually would like to see it. But just once. Just once. Sure. Sure. You know? Yeah. So then I was... I wish uh, they lived at the Beverly Hills Hotel. How great would that be if they had <laughs> lived like uh, the life of a Monopoly person? And um, then uh, I said... Yeah, uh, you responded. You were pretty yeah. sane, I thought. I said, hi, name. Thanks for your email. Honestly, I can't teach stand-up comedy. No one can. The best way to learn is to bomb repeatedly until you figure out how to get laughs. There's no shortcut. If there was, <laughs> believe me, I would have taken it a long time ago. That was very polite of you. There's, I would have taken it is very, very polite of you mm-hmm. because uh, I don't think you would have taken it. Uh, I don't. I, I genuinely do not believe I that you I know we're still have... getting to know each other, but honestly, Jackie, you really? would you would have you taken don't think it? I would have taken it? No, I, w- I don't, actually. I think you would have, uh, I think, um, no, I think. Who, what, th- this is just a. You wouldn't have taken a class. First of all, when we started, classes were oh, reviled. I took two we- classes. 
You took Can I tell classes? you, I took, uh, first I took a great class from this guy named John Cantu, who, uh, may he rest in peace, was... Thank God he's dead. He, <laughs> what? what? What's wrong <laughs> with know. you? I know, because I'm an animal. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> no, he ran the Holy City Zoo, and he was there when comedy first started the, in San Francisco in that way, stand up there. And he was there when Robin Williams was hanging out at the zoo, just before he became famous at all. He's just another guy doing right. comedy. And Cantu was he had this crazy story he was a former porn actor and he was native american and had like 16 brothers and sisters had had this insane life that is a crazy and uh, was a really good comedy teacher like he knew comedy he did not sexually harass me or ever make me feel uncomfortable i was shocked when i heard he was a a former porn star you know what i I think it it bleeds off all that energy once you're in (laughs) once you're a porn (laughs) star i don't want to you're like i don't need Uh, i'm good i I had enough. But then I took glasses from somebody else. I, th- I think I've said this. He's highly litigious. Um, oh, so, oh, so I think you, in passing, mentioned that you would never say this person's name. Yes, but um, that guy did sexually harass me. And, and was not I a stopped good taking classes, but I paid in advance for more classes <laughs> then. Yeah, so. And sure. then I spent at least two years uh, unlearning the dumb habits he taught me. The second guy or the, the second one guy? Of them? The second guy. The first guy, John Cantu, was great. And he was more just about joke writing and the emotional content and stuff like that. Really? Yes. You know, when I first started in the in, in Wisconsin and then Minneapolis, there w- it was reviled. Yeah. The idea that anyone could teach anyone stand-up comedy yeah. was the worst idea in the world. They're like, would you just go to open mic and sit around like the rest of us. Yeah. And the people who taught it were predators in in the world and people thought that they were the worst yeah but i remember in minneapolis there was a woman who taught stand-up comedy and i think i've told you the story it might be in those first five episodes that we're never gonna air okay good. but it was this something about this woman who the whole first class was she would show uh each person would just go on stage take the mic out of the mic stand move the mic stand and then uh say hello and say their name in yeah. the mic stand and then grab the mic stand put the mic back in and then get off stage that was the first she was so bad at stand-up comedy the woman who taught this this class that I don't think she hurt anybody because everybody was like, well, if she can do it, I think I can do it. And she it was a lot of just sort of the physicality of yeah. getting on stage and all this stuff. And some people can't get up if they don't take a class sometimes. Well, and I think there's also people that are working people and they're like, I'm not going to go to an open mic and sit around. Like, I, I understand that thing of of you know, if I want to learn something, I want to take a class. Okay. I don't want to. I don't want to go to open mic piano. I want to take a fucking <laughs> piano class. You know, but I'm telling you, there's there no other open. way to get good at comedy. There really isn't. Right. Then to you know? do it. Then to do it. Yeah. And and have that bombing experience. However, the good thing is, yep. is comedy is so popular that people <laughs> want to hire us for right. currently not enough money. But in it five years, it'll be. I know. It'll at be least three people. Three hundred an hour. Right. Then Four you hour minimum. You would have done it. It's, uh, I have to tell you that uh, that I know uh, any number of comics yeah. who would have loved that gig. Yeah. Who, when you sent me that email, I was like, oh, I, I, do you want me to pass that? And then you had said, oh, I'm not. This is when, okay. when I blew it for all then, comics. Right. I was like, I don't sorry, comics. Three, three people who want to make 125 an hour. I'm teaching. sorry. I did it one time. Seventy five. Somebody gave me seventy five bucks or something to sit with them and listen to their seven minutes. Yeah. And um, and then she didn't take my advice at all. Which uh, <laughs> and my only advice she was, paid you. She did pay you me. You know, it's worse when someone asks you to watch and then you give a note and they and they just. 
don't take it at all or don't right. don't agree or and and she, of course she didn't have to take it. I mean that's my whole you know I taught that seminar in Toronto too I oh, taught yeah. that that oh. uh, that how oh, to, how to work yeah, how to, shitty yeah uh, one how do you use sentences? How do you use sentences and, and book shitty one nighters? Yeah, and and it was kind of fascinating. It was, uh, um, yeah. It, there's there's no right way to do this. No. There is a way, and I and I told the the youth uh, that uh, I told them the way that I did it. Yeah, and these are the things you know, the very basic rules of going on the road and this type of thing. And and it was three hours, which yeah. seemed long. And I was like two hours in, just looking at my watch, going, "Questions? Any questions?" And they did. They did. They had good questions. Turns out, um, festivals in the in Canada yeah. are actually a decent credit hmm. because they have a lot less television opportunities. Oh yeah, yeah. They don't have as much deep cable. Yeah. And uh, so, and you, like here, it's really hard to get headline work if you don't have any television. Yeah. Right. And uh, so in Canada. There was and there was a couple of people who were in the Yuck Yucks uh, chain of command who were at this thing, and then a bunch of people who were running their own their yeah. own rooms and stuff like that. So it was kind of fascinating. And then I got to go out with there were uh, thirteen women comics. It was almost it was almost all women. Mm-hmm. There were two three guys. There were two or three guys. One guy came, but uh, the other three guys didn't come to lunch. And I was like, I'm buying. I'm buying lunch. You guys all just gave me twenty bucks. Cool. So, um, and we had the greatest lunch. That was great. comedy lunch. Yeah, and it was really fun. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, our poor dear friend Melissa Villasenor. Yeah, Villasenor, uh, who, who was our comic former of the comic lakes. of the week last this last week, two weeks or two ago. weeks ago. Now. Yeah. yeah, Megan Beth uh, Kester. Oh, that's right. Yes, Keister. Keister. I thought it was Keister. Yeah. yeah. All right. Sorry. Yeah. So, uh, Melissa Villasenor. Yes. Uh, told a bad joke, turns out, one couple, time. Couple, you know what? For, okay. First of all, Twitter is its own art form, okay? Right. And sometimes, you know, especially early on, you're playing around with it. You only, it's, you yep. might not be good at it. Turns out, if uh, if you could, if you get a chance to warn me before I uh, get any sort of fame <laughs> for know. me to scrub my Twitter account, that'd be great. <laughs> um yeah, and and just the fact that somebody would sit there and decide and to go start through go thousands. through thousands, yeah, is really gross. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I looked at that woman's feed, the woman who found the yeah. ba- the bad tweets. Yeah, so she a woman found bad tweets, and then a different woman who uh, HuffPo does not pay enough, and so had to create clickbait. Did sure. an article said a new SNL. Uh, cast member deletes racist tweets, and you're like, "What did you want her to keep them?" And uh, <laughs> I if I have shitty jokes on Twitter, please tell me what but they are I so I can delete so them. So many turds on Twitter, just horrible. So many. I mean, that's... I, I had a bot. I bought a bot. What do you mean? A bot that scrubbed all of my tweets for for um, I had like probably fifty thousand tweets. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm Chatty Magoo, and I felt embarrassed at how chatty I was on oh. Twitter. So I bought a bot for like twenty bucks or a hundred bucks two years ago uh-huh. that deleted all of them. What if they took some gold though? Uh, that gold I wasn't ever going to find it again. That gold's gone. Did and- you, do you ever <laughs> do you ever download Twitter archives so you can sift through? I it? think I did download the CRV on that one, and yeah. it, um, I've never looked at it. So uh, who cares? <laughs> That's another and- <laughs> notebook. <laughs> it's another. It's another series of recordings. Set. Yeah, exactly. exactly, exactly. And so. But this thing was great because it would delete all everything above two thousand tweets. Hmm. But clearly, Twitter discovered oh, the algorithm. That must have been what she did because that woman said, uh, "I saw her deleting two thousand tweets," and I'm, I was like, 
You, she's going by hand deleting tweet. It, oh, it must be she just had she a bot to bought, take away. I had the bot, but the uh, Twitter figured out uh, that that bot was bad, and they stopped it, and now I'm back up to like 19,000. I mean, uh, Chatty Magoo is back. Uh, and I've, I've fucking, I've no one, it's, no one I just, no one cares. Well, it turned out that lady looks at him. And then the HuffPo lady wrote an article, and then there was uh, recrimination. Well, and it's also and telling you how to feel. She's, you know, disappointingly wrote, it's like, don't tell me to be disappointed and right. don't tell me how to feel. And then they, they roped in Angela Johnson in this article saying, well, uh, you know, she has a stereotypical character. That's, yeah. that's an Asian. Melissa Asian Villasenor, by the way, Mexican Angela Johnson, Korean. Oh, I, no, she's, I think she's Mexican and native American. Oh really? Yeah. I don't know. The Johnson is obviously, <laughs> a, that might be a married. There's name. a cocktail. There's a cocktail that but I, here's my point. The other, Oh, and then I listen to that jackass comment. Go ahead. I, I read, um, there's some other article completely different from this, but kind of along the same lines where, uh, a novelist named Lionel Shriver. She's a, she's oh, yeah. a female novelist, um, with the name Lionel. That that's <laughs> so British. I can't even feel it. super British. <laughs> um, but she wrote about a, a something. Uh, I'm I'm kind of, I'm not getting it correctly, but um, some students were offended that that perhaps she or another white writer had written in the voice of a black, a, a black character and called it cultural appropriation. Where. And huh. she was just saying, so wait, I, if I'm a white woman, I can only write from a white woman's point of view. And oh that's, that's fiction. I mean, fiction is like, hey, I'm going to pretend to be this and write it. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. And if that does that go into comedy where Angela Johnson can only play or do Mexican uh, native characters and Melissa Villasenor can't do anyone that's not Hispanic? I mean, right. she's an impressionist, right. you know? Right, and when that t- kind of trolling happens, you're uh, like I've I've talked to a, a bunch of different people about this, right? Yeah. And so somebody called me up, and they were like, "I this is just it's just depressing. It's depre- I don't yes. know what to do yeah, about it's, it. It's it's with same thing with Kurt Kurt Metzger. I mean, it's a different situation, but it's like this hive just goes ah a new one. Let's tear them to pieces, right? And, you they, know? and they lose their shit, and so. What I recommended uh, was to write out, essentially, if you were being trolled, Yeah. My, what I do is when anybody, because it doesn't happen to me that often, because yeah. um, I'm not doing anything, uh, or I don't know why, but, uh, oh, I ignore them, that's why. But uh, I just block them, fuck yeah. them. And, uh, the, but I write out what I'm scared about and what I'm mad about. Yeah. And I write like, a, like an angry letter. And then I either... I read it out loud. Mm-hmm. I make Bamford listen to this bullshit. And, uh, you know, I'll read it to, like, you know, a friend. And um, and it kind of, then we all laugh. We laugh at what I'm afraid of. We laugh at why I'm mad. And, they're, and we commiserate. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I throw it away. But I don't publish the gut, the damn thing, mm-hmm. obviously. All right. So here's what another thing yeah. that bothers me about this. Because I also see the other side of, of like, Oh, the appropriation thing? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's all, it all used to drive me nuts that SNL would have so few females and then then have the guy comics dressing as, dressing women. as women. I'd be like, Mother, motherfucker, bring some women in this thing. Yeah. You know, so uh, I, ca- I can kind of see that too. I don't know. It's just, it's yeah. just an odd thing to have to 
worry about if you do characters. I don't really do characters. Well, what do you, you think know? about this? The, the the article you sent me about the Wire guy. Oh my God, that was nuts. So David Simon, who who wrote the Wire, and uh, is probably you know maybe a genius or something. Right. It's supposedly the best uh, television that was ever made. Yes, the Wire. Um. So he tweeted uh to about Sean Hannity. Um. Because Sean Hannity was call Sean Hannity. You got, just just why won't he, people talk to Sean Hannity? Well, he was uh, Sean Hannity was uh, was was uh, hosting or presenting himself as uh, a host for some sort of African American cultural. It was just this thing like Sean Hannity. So right. he sort of just sort of wrote a tweet to Sean Hannity using the N word. Oh right, but kind of making fun of Sean Hannity. Right, which. It was immediately picked up and As, misunderstood. Right. You're not writing a script. You're writing a tweet. So the character, it's really hard to wear a hat, right? It's really hard to know that you're doing a character in a tweet. Well, it's weird how people just come in and go and, and don't know the background of the person and go, oh, this is racist. And yet, but on the other hand, if you say you, you, you're, she has nothing to do with this, but you're Leslie Jones and that's the word you see in your feed. Right. You see it, you, you do a tweet, you see 20 versions of that word in response and then you just go on your timeline and you see it again. You're like, fuck, can I just get away from it? Like I get where people, somebody would be like, dude, please stop it. You know, I would love everyone to sort of keep it in their pants, quite honestly, just because no, I mean, it has to, some jokes have to be said out loud. Some jokes are not for Twitter. Right. They just aren't. They just, they really aren't. Whenever you do a character, your voice gives it context, your, who you are, your personality and uh, the jokes you've said in front of it, give it more context and weight. So people feel like they know you. Right. They know that you're not a giant jackass. And then, and it, it, it will, it will help. Yes. So if you want to be all edgy, fucking do it out loud. Or, you know, it's just, that's just going to happen every once in a while. Like he seemed to not, he didn't go to apology mode. He's like, fuck you. He like explained why it was satire. I mean, I appreciated him. Did just you see going, what Guy Branham posted? What? In the nation, they posted the woman who found the tweet of, uh, of, of, of Melissa's. Melissa's. Okay. Yeah. Uh, three years ago, yeah. tweeted uh, something about um, she was mad. I don't know what her ancestry is, this woman who found the tweet. Yeah. But she was mad about uh, uh, black guys who had white girlfriends. And so she made some horrible comment about this black guy and then about his white girlfriend. Right. And then uh, the internet blew up. Yeah. And then she apologized. But then she spent 19 tweets explaining while she was right. <laughs> so the worst apology ever. Well, people don't know how to fucking apologize yes. either. So that an insane person like that can can uh, you, you know? I mean, it's kind of exciting. You get SNL. It's a big fucking deal, right? And you already have the the mantle of first Latina, which is fucking crazy in twenty sixteen. No pressure. No but, pressure. Yeah, and then it, it just sort of that's that's a scary good pressure, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then this is just like a. A nasty thing that to take that I away guess from is a that. parallel. It's just a parallel. So, it's shitty. but the nation posted the thing. The woman who found Melissa's tweet, yeah, and this the, the nineteen tweets of this idiot woman who oh my God. didn't know how to apologize. Yeah, you know what? If you said something horrible, either don't apologize at all, yeah, uh, like Donald Trump, or uh, apologize and wrap it up. Yeah, he shouldn't be a hero to most of our listeners. Though. No. No, no, oh, that's true. He's done nothing good. The man is a disaster. Well, I, D- David Simon, you know, he just was like, 
sorry, you didn't get me. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> you didn't care. Exactly. Just yeah. kind of. Oh, you, I, I take it you didn't get that joke. Yeah. So, yeah, whatever. Um. Okay. Let's see. I have a joke where I have to say this month's, and it's really. You say the words this month. This month's. <laughs> and it, it's causing is... me a lot of stress. <laughs> I, this week's doesn't work exactly, and it's okay. it's got to be this month's. But it's honestly... You're talking about the month. That's the word you're saying, right? Month. Uh, month. Months. But it's but month a plural apostrophe p- S. This month's. Can you say it fast? <laughs> I, not say with it. that accident, accent. What do you this mean accent? M- you have an accent. I don't. In the word month. This <laughs> month. How's that an accent? Months. You're right. This it is month. Hard. It's hard, this right? This month. Why? So I, I, just a I, I month tell ago? a joke Why can't and you then... Why no, because... In the last month. No, because that? it's parallel. It's parallel phrasing. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's just I have to really like every time I tell that joke, I have to slow down because <laughs> I can't fuck it up. Right. Because right. it's a kind of a punchline, and then it kind of sets up something else. But um, oh, you I'm know, trying to figure like, man, I can't, I can't have one drink before a show when I got that joke in my <laughs> set. What about changing? Just say in the last week, in the last month. No. No, no, it, it doesn't go. No, it doesn't go. You, you got to say this month. Yeah, this month. <laughs> wow, that I don't know that. Is it worth it? Has it been? Has it been worth it? Has it been working? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, then, you know, it's a cross you got to bear. <laughs> <laughs> got to get it on vinyl and then get it out of my act. Exactly. It's uh, you know, I did uh, a joke that didn't have a punchline last night. I was doing, I got to do like three one-hour sets up in Toronto, which was great. Oh wow! And um, one of them last night I opened with just something I either tweeted or put it on Facebook or something. Yeah. Because I was in Canada, and I said, you know, you guys, um, and and there's just you know the election is making me anxious me too god me too so i was talking to the you know the crowd about the election and i said you know i never imagined and this is just the setup is i never imagined that the united states would be the bad guy in world war three right that's the setup and to crickets it usually like i've said it out loud a couple of times on stage in the states and Mm -hmm. it gets kind of a half titter needs a punchline but uh Canada, dead silence. And I go, oh, did you guys know that? And they're like, yeah, we saw that coming. You guys are going to be the bad guys in World War III. And I was like, for they're decades? Way ahead of us. For decades you've seen it? And they're like, yeah, yeah, we knew it was happening. You guys are crazy. You're crazy motherfuckers. And so it was, uh, it was one of the weirdest experiences. It was like, it was one of those things where you don't, you think you're the hero of the story mm-hmm. uh, because you're, you know, Kim Ung. Whatever, Jong Un, Jong Un, King, Kim Jong Un. Yeah, uh, he thinks he's doing the right thing. He thinks he thinks he's the hero of the story. He's like, we're going to become a a world power by by getting nukes, and then people will trade with us. I don't know that. I think he's really insane. I don't oh. think he's trying to trade. People would love to trade with him. You yeah. know, I mean, yeah, there. He's just. But I think he, he wants the res- respect of the nukes, and he thinks sure. that that will yes, help. Yeah. He yeah. thinks that that will help his country. In because I think it'll it'll help him. I think he's all about him. <laughs> you think? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. think he's I, trying to help. He's starving his people. Oh yeah, yeah, they're starving. Yeah. Which is why when they bleed o- over into South Korea, yeah, uh, it's uh, it's bad because uh, a lot of people are dying. 
So he needs everybody to uh, to bring in the rice <laughs> for Soylent. Oh, for Soylent okay. Green. Yes. Um, I did a so so last Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the production company that's putting together. Oh yeah. The special came out and they Cecil. they shot. Uh, Your mom, the wraparound. Yeah, so they came. To, <laughs> came. They shot me and my sister flew down and my mom, kind of talking about all that. And then they shot a couple of like famous comedians talking. And I now I'm worried, like, you know, uh, am I might maybe the the stand up isn't as good as <laughs> the wraparounds. Oh, the wrap- <laughs> <laughs> it's just because the wraparounds new. I guess it's just I'm it's, like the oh, special is going to be amazing. setting people up for to be disappointed in me. Oh my god! Well, that's our entire lives. <laughs> what? <laughs> Come on. And <laughs> um, so yeah, it's kind of like oh, it's feeling real now, and you yeah, know, and it's nice when when um, other people jump in to help. You know, it's, yeah, when it's, there's a production company, yes. saying well, what? What if we shoot this? We'll what if we shoot care- that? Yeah, and and. Um, I don't know. Sometimes I look at some comedians and they've got, they have a manager and they have this and they have this and they have a whole team behind them trying to help them move forward and move stuff. And, and it seems like very busy, but it's also, you know, if, if they're doing a good job, they really do. Like you, you and I, I think we just get used to doing everything you do all ourselves. The work. Yeah. Like, oh, all right, I'll do that. And it, it, it gets exhausting and it, and it must be right. nice to have a team that's sort of like, I don't know that I'd want a team the whole time, though, because I, you know, I, I would like to delegate the things that I want to delegate, yeah, and keep control of the things that I want to keep control of, right? I don't know what defines that, but I know that I, I don't mind talking to bookers, yeah. I don't mind booking my own road work. I kind of like it, yeah. But um, if they won't talk to me, I would love to have someone in. <laughs> yeah, I would like to have a, a a PA guy in my hip pocket. As opposed to yeah. me being in the hip pocket of a PA guy, if right. that makes sense, yes, right? Yes, 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 for sure. But it, and, d- it must be nice to be to be Louie and have, like, that support staff, you know, that well, structure. You go, I want to do this. I want to make this web thing. You know, right. Oh, yeah. Pete and go and, and just kind of, like, be able to put it all together. Is because that, you have people going, yeah, that oh, sounds you great. Let me help you. You have employee. Well, I guess anyone that's taking a percentage of your income is an employee, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. That was somebody reminded me of that when they were like, "Hey, you want an agent? You want a manager? Remember, they work for you." And I was like, "Really? It seems like, seems like I know they're doing me a favor." And they're like, mm, "You're uh, they have to get you work so that they can get a percentage, and you are in this together." So you know, and I I've never been able to fully internalize that or, yeah. and and make that work for me. That would be me neither. That'd be great. I always feel like um, I do all the work myself. Yeah, and, and I, I was like, well, if someone, if I was unmanaged, then that industry must have decided I wasn't talented. They had a meeting, and <laughs> right, you know, I, I always, I, think, I always that think that there's, I always, there's always some story of why someone doesn't like me. Yeah, which is the craziest fucking story. The only uh, gig I've ever been fired from, yeah, was I was the fan in the stands for the St. Paul Saints in Minneapolis. <laughs> it's a baseball Ooh, team, okay. like a professional baseball team. It wasn't like a ball. It was, it was a different league it wasn't like the miners or anything and it was it's owned by bill murray bill murray owns the saint paul saints and the fan in the stands is for the local tv station and you go around and you talk to people in the stands and you try to get them to do wacky things or you do wacky things with them and i uh i genuinely it was i the loneliest i was in my life 
Yeah, I was uh, uh, I was very drunk, but I was also no no boyfriend, no man, no anything, right? And so I was like, oh, they think I'm gay. That's what it is, which is the weirdest story to invent about something, especially when months later oh. they send you a tape and you look at the, your segments and you're like, oh, I made everything political. Nobody mm. wants uh, the East German judge getting involved in their St. Paul Saints <laughs> interstitials. And so, I mean, there was no reason for them not. But there's always like some reason. Oh, they don't like me because I'm fat. They don't like me because I'm old. I oh, don't like me because. You know, I decided I always have some new reason. I invent them, too. I yeah. decided when I was living when I was in New York in the early 2000s, I'm like, I can't, you know, I'm not getting any traction. This is before I started working on tough crowd right. which really kind of helped me get something yeah was topped out but <laughs> but i was like oh i have a really gummy smile oh right? <laughs> when i smile my gums show and i'm like i have to solve this problem and so i start i got very obsessed what? with fixing my smile right and i went to this dentist and he said he, you know what they do is what do they do is there well a, they they cut your teeth. They cut the gum. Like what? they cut a it's slice like a out of your gum and move your teeth up. Your whatever. Yeah. And and he goes, but you know what you could do is just um, not smile so wide. <laughs> <laughs> well, he lost about thirty grand. So uh... I was like, oh, so I, I just sort of tried to like when I was on official pictures, yeah. you know, when you're posing, yeah. not to just bear it all like a fucking horse crossing a finish line <laughs> which is all in your head right that you're like oh my smile's weird i, I don't know I, if i don't know if the industry decided that but it, no but I'm, but I'm gonna go but, out on a limb and tell you they didn't but, but <laughs> you know when you're performing and you're doing well and you're just like why am i not being picked why does for nobody things? care yeah why why does this person have a manager who's less experienced and I think less funny. <laughs> and why don't I? And then you right. just start going, oh, it must be this. And if it's not this, then it's that. Mm -hmm. And I was always like, oh, I'm too fat. You know, I'm too big. I'm too, 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 too. Two Whatever something. the fuck. There's I'm, always too something. Was. Yeah. There's nothing. There's a, the committee meeting is not, does not help. Does not help the work. And it doesn't, it doesn't change anything. Right. You know, you're like, oh, I'm going to go and I'm not going to eat and I'm going to work out three hours a day. And you're like, well, if you want to be very fit, uh, <laughs> that might be fun for you. But I don't want to do that. So, yeah, I don't know. I have a crooked tooth. Sometimes I think about fixing it. I like your it. crooked tooth. So does Andy. And I'm like, well, I guess I'll keep my fucking crooked tooth. Yeah, I guess. man. Got to keep that. Whatever. I it's, got this... Uh, um, it's oh, yeah. weird, like, in 2005, because, you know, every once in a while I'm still mad I never did Letterman. <laughs> you know that. Uh, yeah, I do know that, because <laughs> it comes up every three or four episodes, and we've only had 35 I, episodes. I don't think it comes up that frequently, Jackie. <laughs> uh, somebody email me. Okay. <laughs> I, I think it every episode. Oh, it, it comes up in your brain. Yeah, so, well, I think about all kinds, like, the stuff that I don't get. Well, I, hate, I hate that thought, though. But, but like, okay, so I'm going through, I was putting some stuff away, away in my garage, and I found this thing that where I won the Time Out female comic mm -hmm, of mm -hmm. the year. Did you get a Johnny Walker jacket? What'd you get for that? No. Okay. <laughs> no, it's this is a very important award. It was a very important but award. Was it a lamp with the, a leg? the male was, uh, was Patrice O'Neill. Okay. And it was at 05, and we got to do a, He's a been set canonized. at Town yeah. Hall, and, you know, and nothing happened from it. Nope. 
And I and I I was like, really? Like that couldn't. But there's no one there to care. I don't know. It's just it's just this thing that happened, and then nothing parlayed into anything. I just don't. I, you, you know how some people get stuff, and then boom, boom, boom. Now they're on the next step, and the next lo- step, and the next step. And it it's looks like, like I'm, you know, I know. I well, you know, I got that half hour special in 2003, right? And I thought it was going to change my life. I thought I was going to headline, right? And it did eventually get some traction. It took three years for anyone to give a shit. It yeah. had to have played like a hundred times on Comedy Central for them people to go, oh, I did see that. And, um, and but my favorite story, and it isn't my story, I'm going to tell it anyway, because uh, uh, Scott told me, is Maria's husband, Scott. You know, she was in People Magazine. Yeah. Like what? two months ago. Oh, yeah? Yeah. They did was, an article on yeah, her? Yeah. They did oh, a neat. big article on her. And uh, him and her. And uh, she said that they were sitting around the kitchen and uh, he was doing dishes and he said, just think about how our lives have changed since we were in People magazine. And he's just doing dishes and you're like, not at all. Not at all. Nope. And so they're still taking care of the dogs. So Yeah, but when you do have accomplishments that are milestones, it does change how you feel. It's not they're not meaningless. Do you get that thing? No, no, they are not meaningless. But do you get that thing where you do something big? Like I when I did Conan, yeah. like right after I was sad. I was yes, like, now yes. what? Yeah. Now what? Yeah, you yeah. do the. You're like, oh, I did this great show, and yeah. now mm, that's common. What's I next? Think. I think, yeah. What's yeah. next? And so, I had a heckler in uh, in uh, Toronto. Mm-hmm. I, I so I did male or female. It was a dude, mm-hmm. and uh, there were two. Okay, it was at a Maria Bamford show, which hasn't happened in a half a year. What? Uh, it was. Uh, what was it? Okay. So I did two where I opened for her. You know, she did mm-hmm. an hour and then I opened for her. And then um, and then I got to do an hour. But the two that we did, Thursday night, Friday night, Thursday night was the greatest. She got a standing ovation. Wow. It was amazing. And um, Friday night, just people coming to see comedy somehow wandered into a Maria Bamford show. Oh, my God. Which is not – she does that joke about how, guys, this may not be for you. <laughs> Your friends might have brought you here by accident, and don't don't feel obligated to stay. So, uh, so I go up, and I was doing this. I was doing the set, and I just I mentioned that I was from Wisconsin, as I often do. And some dude, it's happened a hundred times, yells out, "The Packers suck!" Oh, I <laughs> was wearing my Star Wars "At Ats in Love" T-shirt, and I can't imagine why he would imagine I would care about sport. <laughs> and I go, I lost my shit. I got super angry, and I and I I, I did an entirely different set. Hmm. I first of all I eviscerated him with a heckler line that was a little overreactive. Yeah, to how he had yelled, it's, and I, I'm always on the side of the comedian, comedian v heckler. <laughs> I'm always on the side of the comedian. I was so you mad. motherfuckers don't know how much you can trip up someone's act. By saying just your stupid yelling, little shitty thing. Just yelling out something in the beginning. It didn't make any sense. It yeah. was a non sequitur. It was, he was in his head about if a football If you come down team. too hard, I'm on your side. Mm-hmm. And nobody cared. Yeah. I mean, the audience was slightly confused <laughs> just because I was clearly furious. Yeah. And, um, and then I just, but I felt bad about the whole set because I was like, well, that was not fun. That was annoying. And, and then I had to and go. And it was one of four. Well, it was one of five. Okay. And then I did uh, Put Your Hands Together, uh-huh. which could not um, – that went that went weird, too, so it's not going to be on their pod. I'm yawning violently. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I'm, like, you turning are, my head done. away and my whole body you, is shaking. You, 
you uh, you just spent a lot of time with uh, your son and your mom watching uh, a debate for an I hour spent, and a half. You know what? The whole week, the um, it's weird. Like, so uh, so Friday, there's a lot of people in my house, and it was there. They're yeah. doing a great job, and they're awesome. I love them. But it's I, I was thinking, you know, how some people are tone deaf. I think I'm, or there's they. Did you say humor deaf? No. Someone did. What? Dang it. Oh, That's my sister. Joke. No, Cheryl did. My friend oh, okay. Cheryl did. She's okay. talking about my tweets. Like, Not some Cheryl. people are. Okay, I don't know. Sure. <laughs> you, you, you haven't met her? No. Oh, all, all right. right. That's yeah. going to happen. So she was saying that some people are humor deaf. Oh, okay. Uh, which I think is perfect. Like, that some is... people just don't get jokes. That's and then, so true. Um, and I was thinking, I think I'm human sensitive. Like, if I'm around too many humans, I just need to curl up in a ball, even oh, if yeah. they're good people. Yeah. And so, over the week, and then my sister, and my, and it was just a full house. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then uh, my sister came to two shows on Saturday. Oh, wow. And one of them was Meltdown. Nice. Uh, with set list. Oh, you did a set yeah, list? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How was it? Did you get anything out of it? Nothing I can use. No? But I was, you know, hey, I didn't cheat. I, no. I didn't use any jokes. People who cheat at Setlist uh, should be killed, quite honestly. <laughs> Fuck those people. <laughs> Setlist, the purpose of Setlist is to come up with new material. To material. see what you got. Yeah. I don't even think I it's always, to come up with new material. I, I think it's, always it's record. to see what your brain is yeah. capable of. And I say record Setlist. I did cheat a little and go into the crowd. Oh, do I do you? consider that cheating. <laughs> yeah, that is a little cheating. It is. Because you I, don't do crowd I'm work otherwise. To, yes, I do. Do you go to the crowd? Uh, not in an eight-minute set, but right. in a long set? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. I've no, you don't realize I've never seen your long set. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I I'd love to, to see your long set. Are you are you headlining anywhere in town? Do you have a burp? Uh, do you have a flap? Not in L.A. Any, oh, have, wait. I'm at the I'm in the YouHoo. You, you got uh, a closing set? Eighth and ninth. I think, of or excuse me, seventh and eighth. Yeah. Okay. I think it's it's headlining, but it might be shorter than. Yeah, like twenty or thirty or something. We'll see. Yeah, I'll let you know. But please, I'm glad we're breaking do. this down. <laughs> but um, what were we talking about? Setless. Oh no. Oh yeah. So I so she so I brought her there, and then I was doing Stephen Glickman has like a a, a late night show at the Improv. Oh wow. Uh, like oh, that eleven o'clock thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was at ten o'clock. But, okay. Uh, and you know when you're when you bring someone with you're sort of like worried about them and yeah you gotta like, keep an eye on them yeah and I and she's fine she doesn't need you know, it's just like whatever mm-hmm. and and so I couldn't like I almost like need to coil into my dark place so I can perform <laughs> and I couldn't completely like a little snake I need to just right power down into a little coil <laughs> so I can straight wow you're missing some great physical work folks some great physical I'm space doing a work. character I'm culturally appropriating a snake. <laughs> Oh my God! Please, how dare I? So, so how come are at the me! Sets? Come at me, animal activist! Come at me! But so I and I remember just feeling when I was. I think I you ever like you're not yourself, but maybe being a comic for thirty years, you kick it in and you can yeah. kind of do an impression of yourself. Exactly. That's oh, what I think. So hap- that is an impression. Yes. 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 That's what I always think. Like when I'm when I'm like I don't have and I'm like just pretend to be that thing that you could do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do an impression of Lori Kilmartin right yes, now. Yes, yes. Um, so I I did that and it was fine, but uh, but I remember just being like tired and I didn't get my solitude that I needed that weekend at no all. No kidding, no kidding. Um, and then last night, Sunday night, uh, Harriet Rose had me on a set at the West Side. Yeah, and I, I was, you know, whenever you have a set 
like where you just feel like I don't have it. Then you're like, it's gone. And oh, it's uh, over. and then it was just like a tiny little audience. But they were so good. And mm-hmm. when it's, it's a small room and they're laughing a lot and they give you, it's weird. Like you can tell it, you're working on a new joke. You tell a joke, it works. And the laugh is two or three seconds long. And it just yeah. gives you just enough time. Cause you're still sitting in that joke to think of a couple extra tags yep. or one extra direction to go in it. Yep. And then all of a sudden now we might have a bit on our hands and not just, yeah. just a joke. Yep. And it made me just think like, how hard it is for newer comics when they're just at open mics and they're not going to have a crowd like that. They're, it's all the other comics There's that no are going to go on. There's no role. There's to... no role. And, you, and you, it's really hard to crack open a, a joke and turn yeah. it into something bigger when you can't get the audience to just... Right. You, you need to be thinking of this stuff on stage, too. It's not yeah. just off stage. You, you are... When you're on stage is when it's, when it's the perfect time to think of, of new stuff Right, to, new to additions out, to a yeah, joke. Yeah, to flesh out a yeah. joke, and and the and the exact right word, and the yes. exact like when you're living in the role, yeah. it's it's like whatever that means. Yes, and, uh, I know but, what you mean. I mean that. Yeah, but, but you're it, like you're you're swimming in a little pool that's this joke, and it's and it's and got it's you. all the little an, potential offshoots of this joke. And, and when the audience there. is laughing, they keep you in that pool a little bit longer. When they go ha ha, and then they stop, you immediately have to jump to the next joke, mm-hmm. and you don't get to rest and just swim around in it and see if there's anything else there. Yeah, and so. So anyway, they happen to have like a little crowd like that. And I, and I felt like a couple of jokes that were, I'm like, oh, this one's stalled. You know, <laughs> I, it, I, yeah. I got, I jump started mm-hmm. and it, I got a little bit more out of them. And I was kind of, I found happy. a new, I found a, 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 the perfect line in my moccasin joke, which, uh, uh, I was, I've been trying to figure out cause it, it's got a lead into this. Is it this month's moccasin? It's this month's moccasin. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Last month's. Yeah, this month's <laughs> what the hell? I don't know what you could do with that. But I literally I changed a word from um to you for you. Is is literally it came Wait, down to it was change, to you it was and you changed you. it to for you? I changed it to for you. Yeah. And it it changes the joke. Everyone is like Yes, because before they were sad. There was it didn't always mm-hmm. make people sad, but it was some, something was happening to me when it was now it is happening about me. And so it it literally it almost changed the, the tense of the joke. Isn't it fascinating? It is fascinating. And that's why I think people listen to this show. Do you want to do comic of the week? Yeah. Wait, yeah. how much time have we done? 45. Oh, holy! That's amazing. I thought we, I we, thought we were like at fifty-five. Well, but here's but the, we usually do comic of the week at thirty. You're so greedy because it's usually at twenty when you're like, where? How is it still happening? Why is Kyle still Kyle's recording? Like, you guys want to do two tonight? Are you out of your mind? Oh my god, I'm so tired. There was just yes. it was. Toronto, God love. I love Toronto. By the way, I that's only the third time I. Second or third time I've been to Toronto, oh, I and I was there in February, yeah, which was dumb, and uh, but it was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. A lot of great comics uh, had me open, and then and then and then this thing, which was, it was it was so beautiful. <laughs> there yeah. were so many. I went to a Nicaraguan place called uh, Managua, and then that's I, the capital of Nicaragua. Exactly. It was. I think it was called Bell. It was it was called like beautiful Managua. My and dad lived in Managua for really? a couple of years. Yeah, he was um, 
this had an unfortunate effect on my childhood, but because <laughs> he bailed, was he thinking about some stuff? What happened? No, he was working. He was working in Nicaragua. He As... he he got laid off from uh, his job at Bechtel in San Francisco, so he got a job. He was an engineer, and he okay. built dams. And so a lot of the stuff he did was like in countries that didn't have. Did uh, he invent did... the Bechtel test? No, <laughs> no, that's Bechtel. <laughs> And um, so he, he, we were going to join him in Nicaragua yeah. in seventy-eight, I think, uh, seventy-eight or seventy-nine. Okay, and um, and then they had uh, that would have been awesome. Well, they had a civil war, so no. <laughs> uh, right. Sandinistas started. Uh, uh, yeah, there's a civil war between Sandinistas and some. I wanted to go forces. fight for the Sandinistas actually. When really, I was fourteen? Yeah, I had this. I had this weird plan. That what I if was... we would have met down there? I was a little swimmer in Managua, and you were a gorilla in, sure. in the jungle of camo. Nicaragua. We're in camo, sure. So trying to try, trying to bring socialism to, to Nicaragua, Nicaragua. Um, and, um, yeah, so he lived there. He didn't bring us down, and so he was just there by himself, okay. living in quite dangerous conditions. But did, right, and then came home. Yeah, and and got a different job. But then, yeah. because he was gone. I needed a father figure and found my oh, your horrible swim, swim coach. coach. Oh my god, this is like it's almost like yes. a serial. It's like we're, we're we're getting a little bit of each story. Every it's like what is it? There's a very popular podcast called Serial. Maybe we're just like that, except for we're finding out about your child, <laughs> the childhood of Lori. I did and I do Letterman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why didn't you do Letterman in '79? That? that would have been that would have been sweet. Uh, I had the biggest crush on right? Yeah, it was eighty. It was eighty-two, I think. Yeah. And I had the biggest crush on David Letterman oh, in like '85. Yeah, me too. I literally, he was the first person I ever thought I would marry him. Yeah. And now you go. Oh my god! Oh my god! What a <laughs> terrible idea that would have been. And my dad, I my dad. Okay, early in the days of AOL, so mm-hmm. we're talking 95, 90, 94, 95, 96, right? Yeah. So there weren't many people online, mm-hmm. and it didn't, you know, no one knew what the internet was going to be. My dad uh, swears he was in correspondence with David Letterman, and he saved, the, he, he, yeah. he, he sent this guy who Claimed said they be. were Dave, David yeah. Letterman. And, and there's no reason you wouldn't back then because he wasn't like super famous and no one was on the internet. No so one it was wasn't on the like internet. A, it very easily could have been. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and the, and oh, my daughter's a comedian. You got to have her on the show. And then whoever David Letterman was, the person responded in a voice that would has kind of Letterman y. Okay. Timing. For at the time. Yeah. You know? And, uh, then I, I asked a writer there to ask, you know, was Dave. was let yeah, <laughs> net, or or this happened was Dave on the internet um, at this time, and he mm-hmm. said no. Oh, okay. So somebody was fooling my dad, unless right. Dave was on the internet and this writer didn't know. Right, but there I would love been a, to know. Could have been a double blind. And, yes, uh, I would love. I would love to bring that that email because my dad printed it and I saved it and said, oh, was really? this you? Was this Just you? Let me know. Was my dad crazy? I don't want to meet David Letterman anymore. No, no, no. no I'm good. I want to meet uh, who do you, I want to meet Dick Cavett. That's who I want to meet. Hmm. I want to meet yeah. Dick Cavett. Other people have. Other people very close to me have met Dick Cavett, and I have unresolved issues about that. That drives I, me nuts. The, I just, when when people that are kind of, we kind of feel are are, are um, equals. Mm, are, yeah, could have been me. Could have been me. I don't know why I didn't get to meet Dave. Dave. We gotta stop looking at other people's careers. <laughs> exactly. Stop judging yeah. their outsides from. My insights. <laughs> and our comic of the week is... Yes! 
Jackie Fabulous. Jackie Fabulous. Jackie Fabulous is genuinely fabulous. Yeah. And it's at Jackie Fabulous on Twitter. She's Yeah. Yeah. And she works nonstop. Yeah, she's very funny. Yeah. I see her at Comedy and Magic all the time. I see her at Comedy and Magic, yeah, too. Sometimes the ice all house. the time. Yeah. yeah. But she's always working the road, too. And yeah. she's, uh, she has little acting roles here and there. She's affecting cool change lady. at a grace, grassroots level. She's yes. really bringing it. She's, and I think her middle name is Champagne. Jackie Champagne Fabulous? Yeah. Wow. It just got super crackly on my headphones. Yeah. That's weird. Oh, well. It's a free podcast, you guys. <laughs> so check out Jackie Fabulous. So check out Jackie Fabulous. Find her and watch her do stand-up comedy. And there'll be a link on the on the thing to her Twitter feed at the cool. very least. And that is important. How much How much time? We are at 50. We're at okay. 50. Um, so I was at a club. Mm-hmm. And there was a comic holding court. Yeah. And I don't mind holding court. But I like it. You when don't it's, mind when somebody else is holding court, so, or you yeah, because okay. I, I I I don't want to hold court so much. I want to hang out with a lot of comics. Yeah, I want there to be pockets, pockets of comics. Sure, yes, just kind of riffing, and then you're you're talking over here to one, two comics, and yeah. then you turn to your right and you're talking to two other comics, and they're totally different stories, and they're just it's it's one of my favorite things. The social part of hanging out with comics during the day, yeah, is my one of my favorite parts of comedy. So I. I my favorite part, my favorite holding. parts of the day are hanging out with the the writers that like the monologue oh, yeah? writers and stuff. Yeah, when you when you get to actually just yeah, we just hang out and then we're when we're putting the monologue together with yeah. you know the host and all that stuff. That's it's always just the most riffing fun. and everybody's been yes. working all day to, to make funny. Yes, yes, yeah. that, it just sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's yeah. So and, and but this person, uh, like whenever anyone would talk to someone else, yeah, <laughs> they would stop talking. And and kind of look and, and go, no, no, I'm telling a story. <laughs> and I was like, dude, you're killing me. Anyway, so. Uh, Are those people good comics? He was, he's a great comic. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was. Because I do think part of comedy is, is being able to listen. You have to listen to the audience. You have to pay attention to when they're not laughing. You know, you're constantly tweaking yeah. and being aware. And some people just kind of like, I'm doing my set and this is the way I do it. Mm-hmm. And. I, I think good comics are constantly paying attention, figuring out which, you know, you're losing this table and you're, you know, whatever. You can't, You just always want to keep everybody sort of Right. Engaged. So Toronto, I did two sets where I, uh, I did 20s in front of Maria, 20, mm-hmm. 25, whatever. Uh, and her audiences, that first night was just classic, awesome Bamford crowd. Yeah. Second night, mostly Bamford crowd, weird dude that made me mad. And then I did my shows, which... Mm-hmm were in smaller venues. You know, they were, um, like hers was, I think it was 800. Fuck. And she sold. Yeah. Yeah, it was full. And um, Lady Dynamite's in Canada? uh, Yeah. It's on Netflix in Canada. Yeah. And then, uh, and plus, I think Just for Laughs has a a good publicity kind of thing. Oh, sure, sure, Go see Marie Bamford. Yeah. And then, but I got to do uh, the Rivoli, the Garrison, and uh, and Comedy Bar. And those are all, they're varying degrees. The Garrison seats like, Buck fifty, buck sixty, maybe, and there was probably ninety, eighty, ninety. Oh, that's cool. It it wasn't bad, wasn't bad. And then Rivoli seats probably eighty, and there was like eighty. That's great. And then Comedy Bar sat forty five, and there was forty five. And so um, those are fun sets, man. Those are fun sets, and. But those are those were people who knew that they were coming to see me, which is an exciting new world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what to do with it. Uh, I don't know. It was this one woman was like, I wanted to take a picture with you, but I didn't. I didn't want to be that fan. And I was like, There's a dozen of those people. Yeah. This, is a, this is an attainable goal. 
you are that fan and that exactly. you're the only one exactly. so far. You're the only one. You, but, you're, you're the first. That first fan. Step up. Step up and, and make my day as oh, well as your cool. own if you're into it. And then, But then I picked up a last minute set opening for Gary Gullman. Oh neat! Yeah, and uh, and I had just seen his Conan, which was great. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and um, but he he was doing, and it was all his people. Yeah, and I was trying to figure out his audience because I had never oh. opened for him before. Right, and they are they enjoy dark. Yeah, they yeah, loved yeah. the Irish goodbye joke. Yeah, and then I was like, oh, I can't think of anything else dark, <laughs> and that I was gonna do in the set. Yeah, <laughs> so but it was uh, I I kind of that whole thing where people come to see a certain they know what they're seeing. Yeah, that's a brave, That's a whole. That's a whole new world. It's such a weird thing. That is cool. Yeah, um, I got to do this is just a fun little L.A. night where yeah, yeah. I had two sets on Tuesday, I think. Um, anyway, they were both. You do at, so many sets. I'm so proud. They of were you. both at the. UC, anyway. they were first one was at the um, original UCB and Franklin? second one, yeah, second one was at UCB Sunset. Sunset. Yeah, wow, that's kind of cool. That is cool. Yeah, that's really cool. That's it that, was Kara Kara Clank show. Yeah, and well, uh, it was kind of low key. Yeah, you know, it was fun because that's at Sunset one, right? Um, that's at Franklin, and then oh, okay, and then. Um, Emily Heller show at Fresh Out LA. Oh right, right. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. cool. Those are both. Those are both good. That hey. sunset room can be a little because the ceiling's so it's tall. So big. Ceiling's high. Yeah. Drop the ceiling. UCB sunset. Maybe that's an improv thing. They like a high ceiling. Well, maybe. Let's find. Let's find an improv person. No. No. <laughs> They're not hard to find, Jackie. <laughs> they are around. They throw, are throw a rock, <laughs> right? You don't even have to just pick up a rock, <laughs> and they'll want to play word ball with it. <laughs> no offense, I admire your work. It's very hard. Have you ever taken improv? You taken improv? Yeah, I took a, a class a very long time ago. I took uh, I, I, I took UCB Sunset One on One class. Oh yeah, and I was a hundred years old, and everyone else was eleven, and everyone else there was some and i was it was actually it was actually very hard of course because yeah. it turns out improv is a learned skill oh sure yeah sure. and uh, i there's an arc <laughs> so yeah. as funny as i as i am as a stand-up i am not it's a different skill it's a different totally muscle. yeah it's and sharing the stage is loathsome to me <laughs> i can't stand it you know well, it's talk about listening. Like I like, mm-hmm. I like acting. Uh, the improv thing was weird because if people come up with something that's what I think is not funny, I don't want to go there. Oh, and right, you have right. to say yes. <laughs> oh my god. The term is yes and. I'm oh, told yeah. that it's yes and. The ability uh, to bail instantly when you're a stand up when you know something isn't going somewhere. It's the can, great, you can't overstate how pow- awesome it is. <laughs> <laughs> the power. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Well, what do you Kyle, got this week? Come on. Well, what, what do you we? got? What do, I, I got a set at the okay. Ice House. I got a set at oh, the cool. Ice House. This the, wait. Oh, that's next this week. is coming out October third. Oh yeah, God knows where. I am. So I'll be at the YooHoo room this weekend. YooHoo. Yeah, that's awesome. And yeah. then I'm gonna. Uh, yeah, everyone, just go to jackiecation. dot com and look and see, and you'll find out where I'm doing stand up. I'm so tired. It's been great. <laughs> this was a, this was we were we were cheerful again. This is two in a row. What, I, the one we just did last week, it yeah. was the one we taped at midnight on a Tuesday. I wasn't in a good mood. No, no. The one that's that coming up next, ago. that was two weeks ago. Oh. There's one for next week, and then this is from two weeks. This is a great story, you guys. <laughs> Thank God you've paid attention. Now leaving Nerdist.com. 